the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to Season 2 of the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I have with me today a lovely young woman. Her name is Fez, and she is an Afrobeat singer. So I'm going to let her explain exactly what that is. Hello, Fez. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Pope. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am great. So now tell us, what is an Afrobeat singer? All right. So Afrobeats is a term that was coined back in the day um, by Fela Kuti. And a lot of young African artists have taken that genre and made it uh, global. For example, Burna Boy is one major Afrobeat singer and Wiz Kid. So that is the type of genre I do. It's a mix between jazz and um, modern Afropop. Okay. And so when you say this this term was coined back in the day, what does back in the day mean? What years would that have been? It would have been around the 80s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. That's great. So tell us a a little bit about how you started in music, um, where you're from. Just give us some, just an overview of, of Fez. Right. It's been quite the journey, but I started in Swaziland, which is in Southern Africa. Um, I started singing when I was 19 uh, through starting my own band. A group of friends and I met up and we decided to, um, you know, start our own band and make extra pocket money Mm -hmm. on the side, Mm -hmm. you know. And that turned into my seven years in music. Wow. yeah, and I'd like to add that at the time I had a gap year uh, while I was waiting to come for school in the U.S. So I had time to tour Swaziland yeah. and just get to understand myself as a singer. That's great. So you had never sung before 19? You didn't sing at all growing up? You just all of a sudden plunged yourself into it? No. So I had uh, done a bit of music. I was in the school choir in high school mm-hmm. and... I played the xylophone in primary school. Okay. So at least that was my introduction to music. But I'd never done a solo before I was 19. Oh, was a- wow. 
Because I didn't think I could sing. So wow! And how did you how did you change that opinion of yourself? It was I give credit to my choir teacher. Actually, he heard me sing one time, and then he made me the section leader in uh, our choir, the soprano section leader. That's great. And that pushed me quite a bit, and it boosted my confidence. Yeah. Yeah, you know, teachers are so 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 important in the careers of people doing any number of different types of careers, but particularly with music. You know, when someone believes in you or hears that you have a particular talent and they encourage you, that is, you know, that's the best. You can't beat that. Yep, that yeah, that is true. That's wonderful. And it, it changed your life. <laughs> it did. In the most literal sense, it did. That's great. That's great. So you're from Swaziland. Tell us a little bit about Swaziland. Right. So Swaziland is a small country. Our population is just around a million people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very connected to South Africa. So I'd say that the cultures are very similar. The languages are pretty much the same. And we're very lo- lively people, mm-hmm. very laid back people as well. Mm-hmm. And the music scene in Swaziland is mostly Afro soul, okay, which is what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. People really love live music in Swaziland, so that's great. Yeah. So, are you singing in uh, in a traditional language? Are these this Afrobeat music? It's not in English, huh? So I do both because I'm bilingual. Mm-hmm. I'll do my language called Saswati. It's very close. Yes, it's very close to Zulu. Ah. Yes, and then I'll add an English lyrics there too. Wow, that's great. That's great. Well, I have to tell our listeners that I first met you, it's been a a number of years ago now, at the Self-Employment in the Arts Conference. And for those that are not familiar with Self-Employment in the Arts, it's a wonderful organization uh, that uh, brings students from various colleges together on an annual basis and has speakers and workshops and just all kinds of really cool things um, to help the students understand that it's great to be an artist, but you got to have some business sense about yourself. You have to learn how to be a self-employed person and promote your art, whatever it is. And there are people that come there that do all kinds of things. It isn't just music. You know, they do visual art. They do a lot of other kinds of things. So I initially met Fez there. She came to one of my workshops or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I thought, what what a lovely young woman. And then as time has gone on, we've stayed in contact. You've taken my online huddle classes and my business classes um, Mm -hmm. through my private music studio. And uh, just really, it's, it's been a pleasure to know you and see you blossom over the years. I see your YouTube things and, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. So I have really enjoyed getting to know you and, you know, I just, I just want you to keep going and be encouraged and get out there. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I, I want to add that it was, I'm so grateful that I met you because at the time, um, I had the belief that I could not be a musician that made money. And my dad, too, kept going on about how I should focus on school, forget about music or anything creative, because yeah. I'll never make money. And it was so encouraging to see a woman in that space making money. Ah. You know? 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's good to know. So not mm-hmm. only was I was I a mentor to you, but I was an example for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and that is that is an important thing. You know, you need to see people doing what it is that you want to do in order for you to believe that it's possible to do what you want to do. Right. That's right. that's really an important thing. I was recently talking uh, with a, a gentleman uh, about this very thing. He's an educator. Um, and we were talking about this very thing, helping students see what is possible. Because mm. many times, you know, you grow up in a household where your parents are professional, they're doing something different, and they think the arts, that's cute, but <laughs> this may, may not be a career choice for you. So it is nice to see people who are making it work, um, you know, and have figured out how to make it work and can help you make it work. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very true. It's definitely given me that confidence. And I feel like all those years just taking in the information mm-hmm. was preparation. And now it's all coming back and it's making so much sense. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So do you perform mostly in this country or are you going back to Africa a lot? Or just what exactly are you doing? Are you doing videos and sending them to Africa? Or how, I guess my question is, how are you monetizing what you're doing? Okay, so I mostly do shows in the U.S. now because a flight back home is it takes yeah. a really long time. I I don't want to commit to that yeah. yet. Yeah, a little daunting <laughs> financially and time wise, I'm sure. Right, yeah. right, right. So I perform in the U.S. at the moment, and I'm also largely on social media. So I've been able to leverage my social media to connect with my audience back home. That's so. wonderful. And to feel like I don't even have to go home at that mm-hmm. point. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still in contact with them. That's wonderful. And you're doing a lot of videos. So how are you sending them? Are you just how are you monetizing? I guess that is my question. Right. So Instagram, there's monetization on social media. So all the content that I post mm-hmm. will turn money. Mm-hmm. As well as I have my YouTube channel that I'm growing. It's not monetized yet, but mm-hmm. I'm growing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually releasing my first music video tomorrow. Oh, right. how wonderful. So and what is the title of the song? The song is called Utando. And it's a song um, where I feature a Nigerian artist. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about self-love. Oh. And using that to, you know, put out your gifts out there. That's wonderful. Positively. Well, we will definitely put that in the show notes and a link where people can go and hear that and, and buy it or yes. whatever. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm just, yes. I feel so proud of you because, you know, I feel like I knew you when, you know, when you were just <laughs> trying to figure it all out. And you are doing really well now. You're doing really well. And you've got good following and... It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. So what are next steps for you? What do you think you're going to be doing next? You've now got your video that's coming out. So I know you just want to take a breath after that for a moment. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's so much work. Um, yeah. I think the next challenge for me, at least a way I could challenge myself, is to work on an album. Because mm-hmm. I have an EP and now I've done my first music video. And I think Maybe I could try writing mm-hmm. my album and see how that goes and yes. how that works. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. That mm-hmm. sounds really good. You know, it's all about continuing to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, you accomplish one thing, you take a moment, catch your breath, and then you <laughs> think about what could I do next that's going to get me closer to my ultimate goal? Right. You know, what kind of 
what kind of thing can I do and just keep it moving and keep reinventing yourself. And, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think as a young performer, you have so many opportunities to reinvent yourself with social media. You know, that is just, you know, it's huge. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, in terms of social media too, one platform I really want to explore is TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm heavy on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I really like um, TikTok. So I will be doing it. Yeah, jump in there. You know, I just got on TikTok less than a month ago and I've had some good views and, you know, I mean, it's good. It's an interesting platform. And you might as well be everywhere, you know, wherever people are, you want to be there so that they can find you and see what you're doing, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's wonderful. So what advice would you give to people coming along, young performers, or maybe older performers that need some guidance or help? What, what has your experience been like? And what advice would you give? Um, I think for me, I'd advise people to get the most information they can get, especially from people that are way ahead of them. So mentorship is mm-hmm. is key, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. as well as staying relevant, at least uh, understanding that information and how it's changing over time. Mm-hmm. And another thing would be to really get to understand yourself and what you want, because I think it's really difficult to do anything if you're not clear on what that means to you or what that looks like to you. That's absolutely right. You've got to establish the goal. Right. And then figure out how to work toward that. Yeah. That is so true. You know, I think a lot of performers, you know, that's an interesting comment that you make. I think a lot of performers think, well, I want to be successful. Well, what specifically does that mean to you? It means something different to everyone. What does that mean? You know, and I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, people just kind of sit down and just with their own thoughts and figure out what does success mean to me and how can I move myself in that direction? That's great. That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. So tell me now how your dad's feeling about your career. Is he feeling better about it? Oh, yeah, he is. I actually used to hide the fact that I could sing from him for a while. You did. Yeah, I did. Because he's a businessman. He's very yeah. serious. And yeah. he always thought I was too smart to just be an artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I remember he came to my first show in Swaziland, which was one of the last shows that I did before I moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he congratulated me afterwards. He was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know you he could did, sing you know, like that. Yeah. yeah so he's proud now. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, my phone is ringing, but I'm going to ignore it. So if, oh, well, I think it stopped. I was, gonna, okay. I was saying to <laughs> listeners, if you hear a phone ringing, it's my phone, but I'm ignoring it. Um, <laughs> but that's wonderful. I'm glad that that he's, you know, come on board with you because it's hard for parents. And, and yeah. it's not that they don't think you're talented. Yeah. I went through this very same thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, I thought, well, this is what I want to do. And my parents were just aghast. <laughs> they were just like, what? <laughs> and my dad said to me, he said, well, if you want to be a singer, you go to college, you learn to do that, you get a master's degree so that then you can always have a job at a university. You can teach <laughs> at a university. And, uh, you know, it was just so, um, you know, I felt so unencouraged But then as time went on and they saw what I was doing, they kind of thought, well, you know, maybe it's 
maybe it's a viable thing. And sure enough, it is. There are so many directions that you can go, you know, as, as an artist. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you, you have to establish your own goals, figure out what floats your boat, and then think long and hard about how you're going to get there. And being smart is an important component of that. Yes. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, this person's just a singer. Well, people who get ahead with anything are smart. They have yes, to figure sure. out how to get there. Yeah. So I'm I'm just so I'm so proud of you and so happy for you and and I'm glad that your dad is feeling better about it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have dad support. That's always yeah, a good thing. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to tell us about your career? You know, something something I guess that's coming to mind uh, for me is, can you cite any special performances that you've had or any unique experiences or things that really stand out in your memory? Uh, from shows that you've done? Um, I have two two things that stand out. Um, one from college and then one from a show. Okay. Um, I remember in college, I, I did classical theater for a year. And initially, I didn't like it because it was just so different from the genre of music that, I, that I'm in. But looking back, I... I realize how that has influenced the way that I sing mm -hmm. my Afrobeat, and it's it's given me this different edge. So, I I enjoy what can happen if you embrace anything that you have in the moment, right? Because you don't know how useful it's going to be in future. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely yeah. right. That's absolutely right. That's great. Embrace what you have in the moment. That's great. Right. Right. And I've also been able to, I know it gave me confidence for my shows. And um, I know people enjoy the way that I sing live. Mm -hmm. And um, it always just feels so rewarding when I make that connection. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, you are a delight. And I'm so happy that you took the time to talk with me today. And I wish you much, much, much continued success in your career. I know you're just going to have a wonderful career because you're just, you know, you're, you're charming. You're charming. You're talented. You've got it all going on. So wishing you much continued success. Thank you, Dr. Bo. Thank you for having me. This Absolutely. is so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Take care and we'll talk soon. All right. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers. Have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live. Classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the private music studio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, 
and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.